The Poetry of Thomas Hardy, an introduction. Many giants of literature originate from the shores of these emerald isles. Shakespeare, Dickens, Chaucer, the Brontes, and Austin, to which most people would want to add the name Thomas Hardy. Far from the Madding Crowd, Tess of the D'Urbervilles, the Mayor of Casterbridge are but three of his literary masterpieces. But let us go further and add to his canon his poems. Hardy himself thought he was a poet who wrote novels purely for the money. Indeed, his poems were not published until he was in his fifties, after his major novels were published and his reputation set. Today, his poetry is more rightly regarded in its own right. These poems are read for you by James Taylor, Gideon Wagner, Richard Midgley, Tim Graham, and Gisela Rowe, and we begin this volume with God's funeral. I saw a slowly stepping train, lined on the brows, scoop-eyed and bent and hoar, following in files across a twilit plain. A strange and mystic form the foremost bore. And by contagious throbs of thought, or latent knowledge that within me lay and had already stirred me, I was wrought to consciousness of sorrow, even as they. A foreborn shape to my blurred eyes at first seemed manlike, and anon to change to an amorphous cloud of marvellous size, at times endowed with wings of glorious range. And this phantasmal variousness ever possessed it as they drew along. Yet throughout all it symboled nonetheless potency vast and loving kindness strong. Almost before I knew, I bent towards the moving columns without a word. They, growing in bulk and numbers as they went, struck out sick thoughts that could be overheard. O oh, man projected figure of late imaged as we, thy knell, who shall survive? Whence came it we were tempted to create one whom we can no longer keep alive? Framing him jealous, fierce at first, we gave him justice as the ages rolled, will to bless those by circumstance accursed and long-suffering and mercies manifold. And tricked by our own early dream and need of solace, we grew self-deceived, our making, soon our maker did we deem, and what we had imagined we believed, till in time's stalest stealthy swing, uncompromising rude reality mangled the monarch of our fashioning, who quavered, sank, and now has ceased to be. So, toward our myth's oblivion, darkling and languid-lipped, we creep and grope, sadlier than those who wept in Babylon, whose Zion was a still abiding hope. How sweet it was in years far hide to start the wheels of day with trustful prayer, to lie down liegely at the eventide and feel a blessed assurance he was there. And who or what shall fill his place Whither will wanderers turn distracted eyes for some fixed star to stimulate their pace towards the goal of their enterprise? 
Some in the background, then I saw sweet women, youths, men, all incredulous, who chimed as one, this figure is of straw, this requiem mockery, still he lives to us. I could not prop their faith, and yet many I had known, with all I sympathized, and though struck speechless, I did not forget that what was mourned for, I too once had prized. Still, how to bear such loss, I deemed, the insistent question for each animate mind, and gazing to my growing sight there seemed a pale yet positive gleam low down behind, whereof to lift the general night a certain few who stood.